Hey, this is Hillary Crowley from the Good Energy Healing Show. I am back uh, to talk about something I'm very passionate about, which is the reclaiming of meditation. Um, it kind of represents everything to me, uh, and it's not what you think. Um, so I'm going to take a deep breath, take a sip of my tea, and put it out there. Has anyone asked you lately if you meditate? Has anyone asked you, do you meditate too? I am so passionate about this idea that meditation is something you train for or something that you have to have an ability for or a skill for. Meditation is what we do. And so I, again, will say I'm passionate about the idea that it's not if you meditate. It's that, yes, you meditate. You absolutely meditate. Now let's see, first of all, if we can take credit for the beautiful meditations that we're doing during our day, meaning that our body naturally finds places to center our focus and relax through our thought patterns, or are we meditating and we're not doing it mindfully enough in that, I mean, that you might be meditating on stuff that's stressing you out and not causing relaxation. Okay, deep breath, cup of tea. I'm ready to start this podcast. I guess the reason why I care about this is because long ago, there was this idea that we were going to merge the mind, body, and spirit, spirit back. Um, if you watch the, um, if you watch the show lately on Netflix, that's called heal, there's a segment in it that talks about Newtonian Newton's physics and how our bodies became mechanical. So we all became pieces of parts that, um, that was, did not fully represent, um, all the elements that make our body heal or that allow for our body to heal. So now we're here in, um, in this decade in the 2000s, 2019 today, um, wondering, um, what's, what the missing elements are. And there, the answer is that they're not just missing mechanical parts. We're all working together. All of our parts are working together. All of our parts aren't even parts. We are a whole being. Okay, so we get to that wholeness, that oneness. Now we're starting to hear some of the language that we hear around meditation. So what if we're not just parts that are put together? And now here out to my uh, brothers and sisters in the holistic world, we're very familiar with that term mind, body, spirit. But I wish that we could say those three words without announcing that they're ever separate because they're not ever separate. Our mind, our body, our spirit all work together. So we say, oh, we're going to merge the mind, body, and spirit. I'm going to take that a step further. Like, we never separated them. They were never separated. They were never separated. So back to reclaiming meditation. I am sure in your lifetime, someone will walk up to you and say, do you meditate? And your answer, I hope, will always be, yes, I do meditate. Now the question can be, how do you meditate? And now we have all these cool answers for it. I happen to think that one of the most beautiful meditations you can do is to take a walk. 
to actually walk by yourself, one foot in front of the other. That's considered in terms of, I'm putting my air quotes up here because now we're labeling things, but that would be called a moving meditation. Okay. I also happen to think that taking a shower, a basic part of a hygiene in a healthy day or a healthy week to take a shower or a bath is a form of meditation if we allow ourselves to let it be a form of meditation. And so this kind of group think around, are we meditating? Are we meditating? I think we should be looking at it more as, yes, I am meditating. Now, how am I meditating? And how well can I meditate to benefit myself? Um, this is where the podcast gets really lonely because I wish I was in front of a group of people and I could say, well, let's throw some ideas out now that you've opened your mind to how you meditate. And we can think about what meditation is. We know that writing is a form of meditating, but that's a big action. You've got a, you've got a, either typewriter or a pen or a pencil, and you're using all sorts of parts of your brain, more than one singular focus point, but you are meditating on an idea. Um, I like to think about um, washing dishes, a beautiful routine. And sometimes when we get into that routine of something that we already know how to do, so it's simple for us and, there, and there's, there's sound and there's sensation and there's time passing because you, that's the thing about washing dishes, it takes time. During that time, sometimes we think about um, one single focus point. And that's where we can say, oh, I'm focused on this. I'm going to meditate on it. Let's say that we're meditating on something that's problematic, a person that we may be in conflict with. Allow yourself to drop deeper into the meditation and allow yourself to keep washing those dishes or taking a walk one foot in front of the other or even um, folding laundry. All basic skills that we have in a healthy home. So we're focused on the meditation. Meditation is a focus itself. And we're quieting our mind. The definition of meditation that I looked up in order to prepare for this podcast is to think deeply on something, to focus one's mind, to engage in a mental exercise, to ponder, to reflect on a topic. So meditation has multiple definitions, but we all know what we mean when we say, do we meditate? And it is to achieve a deeper understanding, a deeper awareness of ourselves, and to quiet the mind. Oftentimes, I find that going into the problem helps me go through the problem, and ultimately that quiets my mind. There have been other times where I've been deep in meditation where I see a problem float past me like a cloud, as I've been trained to do, air quotes again, trained. And I say, that's not where my mind wants to focus right now. That's not where I want to be right now. So I want to go even more deeply into meditation and reclaiming meditation. And I don't want to use this word lightly, but I think there's some shaming around meditation. Like, do you meditate? Oh gosh, no, I haven't sat on a pillow. And if you have, good for you. I'm there all the time. But if you haven't, good for you too. You do not need to go into 
a deep, deep place of isolation, solitude, um, and be that be that caricature sitting on a pillow in the lotus pose, taking deep breaths for an hour and 20 minutes to be in meditation. Um, one of my favorite, uh, I just gave you some of the uh, dictionary definitions of meditate, but um, Elizabeth Gilbert in her memoir, Eat, Pray, Love, she has this beautiful explanation of meditation. And I am going to paraphrase it. I don't have the direct quote in front of me. But she said, we put out prayers. Prayers are uh, requests, right? Questions. Meditation is the time we take to listen for the answers. So let's take that down out of uh, any kind of a yogic model and just take it into our day. So we put out a lot of thoughts and we put out a lot of requests in those thoughts. Like, I hope this goes well, or I better do this right. Or meditation is saying, wait, I've put a lot of thoughts out there today. Maybe they look like intentions. Maybe they look like worry. Maybe they look like prayer, but I've put a lot of thoughts out there today. Maybe I need to stop, do the dishes, fold the laundry, or on my commute, I'm going to quiet my mind and allow myself to hear and listen and receive. The idea of hearing, listening, and receive can change your whole entire body's chemistry. Now, that being said, there is one thing that you can train on with meditation, and that is to be aware of your breath. As you become aware of your breath, everything changes. And by everything, I mean everything. Because that is the one way that our bodies can reunite with our mind. We call it the brain. Because the brain needs breath. And the body needs the brain. And now we're, now we're getting rid of all the mechanical pieces with just this beautiful diffusing flow of breath. And when we breathe, we relax. And when we breathe, we relax. And we can ask ourselves, am I listening now? One of my colleagues is putting together a flyer to try to explain how the body heals from the inside out. And she has this beautiful segment we were discussing where she just gets off paragraph and just repeats in one of her par- in one of her sections and says I'm here to help you ask yourself am I listening now am I listening now am I listening now so I welcome you into reclaiming meditation by taking some deep breaths any time during your day it can be in a board meeting it can be in a traffic jam it can be when you stepped away from an argument and you just say, deep breath, what does my body want to talk to me about? What messages do I want to receive from the energetic spirit realm, from my higher self? However you want to define it, it does not matter. What matters is that we get in a mode of receiving and in a mode of relaxing, relaxation. So I take a deep breath on that because I've been so passionate about this that it's not a matter of if we meditate, it's how we meditate. One of the ways that I want to encourage healthcare practitioners to meditate, um, a little bit of a lost art out there, is that there used to be 
and there still is the um, tradition of washing hands between every single uh, patient. Practitioners would wash hands, and certainly before surgery, there's this great ritual around scrubbing up. I actually believe if you combine that, and if you're not washing your hands and you're just putting the the foam on your hands, you know you're losing 30 to 45 seconds of what used to be a ritual to wash your hands. So take that back, reclaim that, whether it's with running water or with your own mindset. And allow yourself to say, am I listening? What am I shifting into right now? What do I need to know for this moment in my life? And how do I want to feel? Because really, um, what, we, what we're striving for is to bring the body back to a place of relaxation, to quiet that vagus nerve, to go into that smooth sailing of the parasympathetic nervous system. And meditation can do that for all of us. It's the way we want to be when we're making decisions. It's the, it's the place we want to be in even when we're um, about to activate um, an athletic event or a major event, we think more clearly in the parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system will be laser sharp, but, and it will be activated when necessary. But the parasympathetic system is where you want to consciously reset your body to through meditation. So what else do we know about meditation? There's a beautiful term I want to introduce today. It's called the drishti point. The drishti point. When you you focus your gaze in in one location. So um, let's say that um, you're sitting where I am right now. I'm not on a cushion with a pillow in front of me or a pillow underneath me and a candle in front of me, although a candle makes a beautiful drishti point. I could actually scope my eyes around and think about perhaps a piece of artwork or the flower painted in the corner of the piece of artwork or the um uh maybe just even like a scuff on the side of the wall and I can allow that to be my my drishti point the idea is that I'm quieting the mind by focusing the gaze in one direction Oh, it's reminding me of dance. If anyone's ever danced and you learn how to turn, you have to learn how to spot. And so you're turning, it's a physical event, but you're looking at a spot on the wall and you're keeping your eye on that spot of the wall as long as physically possible, as long as your neck muscles will stretch. And then you take your eye off that spot for a moment, but you bring your head right around and you meet that spot on the wall. That is not only to keep our balance and turning. That's also to keep us from falling over in dizziness. If you do not spot, you cannot take all those turns. Let me say that again. If you do not find your drishti point or the spot on the wall, you cannot cycle through without becoming so dizzy that your turning falls, your turns fall to the ground because you're dizzy. So, so let the dancers teach us here for a minute a type of meditation. If it's not about the gaze through your eyes, allow it to be the gaze through your heart. So set a drishti point into your day. Your drishti point might be joy. It might be something that uh, reminds you of a very joyful time or something that you're looking forward to. It might be a symbol. 
um, like the symbol of a candle, 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 or the symbol of a rose, um, the symbol of a crocus coming up through the snow, and allow that be, to be in your mind's eye. Less is more with meditation, and that includes less obstacles of entry. When somebody asks you, do you meditate? I want you to be able to say, yes, I do meditate. I don't want it to be, I can't get to it. I can't wake up in the morning uh, early. I, um, uh, years ago, my, my, good, my good friend discovered meditation um, through a retreat center. And she, she went away for the retreat for, I think, an incredible amount of time. It was a silent retreat for three weeks, if not four weeks. And then she had this amazing practice for her personal lifestyle at that time. She would wake up and she would sit up and then she would do a formal meditation practice where she was not multitasking. It wasn't a moving meditation. Um, it may have involved a drishti point. It may not have. I wasn't there inside of her mind for the meditation, but I had a really good laugh around it because the idea of waking up and then going into a state of relaxation for me at that time in my early 20s was hysterical. I said, oh, oh, I, 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 I wake up and go back into meditation. It's called going back to sleep. Um, she laughed with me. She got the joke. But um, so, for instance, me waking up in the morning and going into meditation that way is not necessarily... Um, realistic for me to to sit quietly. However, based on who I am and my biology, the idea of waking up, and we had the podcast on how to wake up, but waking up with good thoughts in your mind, but then taking a walk or or being on um, the train and allowing the the sounds around you to um, only feed your meditative state rather than distract you from it. Um, like if you're on a commuter train, um, I definitely think that driving can be, uh, both an event for alertness and meditation. So we don't have to separate being awake, being active, being alert from meditation. Meditation theoretically should actually be able to bring you deeper into alertness or more into alertness. Um, it, we're breathing through it. We're living through it. We're, we're a moving, walking, beautiful, meditative body. And so I just wanted to give my shout out to this little passionate rant today. The next time anyone says, do you meditate? You say, oh yeah, I meditate. And let me count the ways. So many beautiful ways that we meditate. Take your deep breaths, own it, live it. Meditation is a beautiful practice to have, and don't feel ashamed that you don't meditate. Our bodies naturally meditate. Now take the rest of your day and figure out and notice, hey body, how do I meditate? And then do me a bigger favor and listen, listen, listen for the answer. I hope you have a beautiful day. Go out there and reclaim your meditation practice because you've had it from the moment you were born. This is Hillary Crowley from the Good Energy Healing Show. I hope you like this short little podcast and um, please subscribe and I will catch you the next time.
Enjoy reclaiming your meditation.